I was not ready for that. <laughs> Good morning, everyone out there in the uh, drunken fan universe. This is actually a morning record for us now. It's uh, yeah, I'm gonna be out of town this week. So. Yeah, gonna be out of town. So we're doing an early record, not just in the morning, but also early. It is Sunday and not Monday. I hate you for not being more successful in life. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Actually, if anything, you're going to be mad at me for not being more successful because <laughs> you've got this normal job and here I am having Mondays and Tuesdays off. <laughs> so, hello everyone. Welcome to the Drunken Fan Podcast where we're so good at writing down our intros, we forgot to do it this week. So, <laughs> we're just winging it right now. And... uh Interesting week, interesting week. Good for the stars, not so good for the Mavs, and a lot of lot of crazy stuff that happened in Big Twelve basketball this week. So uh, let's strap in and get this ball rolling. Did you say strap in or strap on? Oh man, this is gonna give me nightmares this week. Introduce me, damn it. My name is Cameron. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll introduce myself. Nope, you got it. Have you met Mal? <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be interesting. Hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this, right? Well, obviously, we got a rapist in Lincoln Park. You know, it's so crazy how all of those people that have done those viral videos—they're all like millionaires now like the, yeah it's the, crazy the woman who did the ain't got sweet brown who is that the yeah ain't nobody got time for that one yeah. dude ain't nobody time for that dude, she's got and seeing the thing is is that i think a lot of people look at that and say like oh that's just such a shame i look at that and say dude, how come com- i couldn't do something it completely like that? changed her life like she's she apparently she's uh been to rehab now and and like was on drugs at the time and is clean now and like t- turned her life around it's crazy all because her house burned down uh, yeah, yeah, and she didn't grab her shoes. Or and nothing. she didn't Jesus. grab she didn't grab her shoes, and now something that we all say on a daily basis, and probably will forever. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Where do you want to start this week, bud? You want to start Rangers or Cowboys? Um, let's go Rangers. All right, cool. <clears throat> Well, once again, I think that we just have a whole lot of nothing to talk about with the Rangers. Yep. 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 Oh, oh, oh. The furthest away listener this week. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, And do you want to do the plug? Yeah, sure. Why not? So let's do it. If you, for some reason, like what you hear, go ahead and give us a like and a subscribe (laughs) and uh, leave a rating and comment and whatever on your preferred podcast platform. And uh, share it on your social media and force your mom and your grandma to listen to it and uh, play it for Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, yeah, just really every little bit helps, you know. We're just trying to get it out there, get the message out there, you know. Uh, okay. All right. You, okay. <laughs> you, can, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Drunken Fan and the number one. Or you can send us an email at DrunkenQuestions at gmail.com. <clears throat> and uh, the furthest away listener this week was from New York. So, <laughs> like New York, New York. Yeah. Do you think it's that same person? It might be. It might be. 
It might be. See this. Listen, Hello. This, this is why you guys have to send us emails because yeah. If, if y'all are, if we don't have any context, then we're gonna make up context. And trust me, you do not want us to make up your own backstory. Yeah. Ashburn. Just Mickey from the Bronx. Yo, oh God. Hey. I'm walking here. Yeah, we just lost New York. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Sorry, but I think Mickey. We, we may have gained another. I can't New believe Jersey. I'm saying the word Mickey. We, I think we gained another New Jersey. <laughs> I just saw Joe DiMaggio at Dinky Donuts. He was dunking. He's you dunking. know, you know that they He's actually trying to get his attention. <laughs> See, the way he eats is the same way that he used to be at the plate. He just blocks out everything around him. <laughs> You know that they originally wanted to actually get Joe DiMaggio to play that role? Really? And it just didn't... And I, I think it worked out better. That, that they didn't that, show yeah, him? Yeah, that they didn't actually show him. It was... I, I don't know why. It's hard to hard to describe, but I just I just think that the fact that you couldn't actually see Joe DiMaggio dunking his donut, you just see his hand do it. And I, I don't know. I just like that better than actually yeah. seeing him. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, kind of like in How I Met Your Mother when they're like, oh, I think I saw Woody Allen. And it, it's just Maury. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> they see him everywhere. They're like, that guy was everywhere, dude. Like, I why would I why would I worry about that? I'll see him at Bingo on Tuesday. I I saw a tweet. This is totally off topic. I saw a tweet um, that said, "Hey, you know those uh, those you are not the father kids from Maury? Like they're all grown up now." There's legitimately like a a woman with like her kids and her husband and her dog, and was like, "That's my parents." <laughs> Oh yeah, like, I playing guess the you video never really clip. Think of the playing kids. the video clip, and it was like, yeah, that's that's me. Oh, I mean, at least they're cool about it, I guess. Yeah, you know, yes. that's that's one of those things Whew. where, like, man, like, and that's so messed up of me as a person, but also us as a society. I never, I never. You know, even, we're living in a society. I never in a million years thought about what that would do to the kids. No, I just remember, I just remember sitting there, just homesick from school. Watching, wa- like watching this, Maury and yeah. all that stuff, and I'm just like, this is entertaining. Yeah, and but, I do not know why. But then, then think about it. Like they're nine or ten, and they're literally watching their dad. Like, that ain't my kid. That ain't my kid. Doesn't it, look anything like me. Oh man. And then, and then, like you are the father. They run away, and they're like, no. Yeah, that's I know, dude. What 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 kind of weird psyche will that do to a kid? Yikes. Speaking of. What the, what's gonna do to people? I wonder what people are thinking right now, just listening to us banter. They're probably like, "This is what I came here for." This is exactly what people came here for. Well, that's just because if you want to talk about the Rangers, yes, you're inevitably gonna pinball into Mori Povich. <laughs> oh, because I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing with the Rangers. Like we had, we had our fill, and I just think that. Uh, I think that everyone's just kind of playing the weight game. Yeah, I mean, there is baseball news, but it has nothing to do with the Rangers. No, no. But, like, Nolan Arenado in St. Louis, that's big. Yeah. Jock Peterson went to the Cubs. Did he? Yep. Oh, all right. Yep. Well. Yep. That, that's it. There you and go. And no, no baseball. No, no, There's going to be no baseball Hall of Fame class this year either. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised though. That's happened. No, before. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this happened is the before. Ninth time, I think that it's ever happened. So, and and if you look at every every seriously everybody who was on the list, it was like mm, either they're directly tied to steroid allegations, excuse me, and or um, homophobia, racism, and all sorts of other kind of stuff. Kurt Schilling, uh, 
or they're like, nah, they weren't really that good, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, looking at the class, I like obviously you want to look at it, and you you don't want like you don't want it to be like a class of like no one. Because that's kind of a slap in the face for everyone that's on the ballot. And I know that a lot of people were tweeting out saying that, well, I'm not going to put my name on the ballot next year or any year after this. Not just Kurt Schilling, but like a, oh, a, really? lot, of, a lot of people were tweeting that, that were on the ballot. I'm sitting it's here like, going, "Good." Like, I don't think it fucking matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're going to make it if you're on it next year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here's, here's my- a fun thing. If you want to talk about Hall of Fame, there are some Rangers that are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers next year. Uh, Prince Fielder. Fielder, fielder, fielder. Joe Nathan. You think Joe Nathan is a first ballot? Hall no, of no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, it's going to oh, be their oh, first oh, ballot next gotcha, year. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha, Joe gotcha. Nathan and Mark Teixeira. So, out of those three guys, I know that no one remembers Teixeira as a Ranger. Everyone remembers him as a Yankee. But I mean, I just there were there were that's uh, whenever Mark Teixeira was here. That was back whenever everyone like had like a section, you know, like Hank's homies and stuff like that. And, yeah. Mark Teixeira is, I'll never forget, it's, is the Texas the way, Rangers. It's Teixeira. It's not Teixeira. Nope. I'm going to call him whatever I want to call him. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Actually, I never, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> that's what I've always called him, and no one's ever corrected me. Well, it's, like, I remember that because when he first made his debut, I remember looking at his name and going, TX Sierra? TX Sierra. So I called him TX Sierra for like a month, and then I finally heard, uh, I think it was uh, Tom Grieve say Teixeira. I was like, what? And then, yeah. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, so do you think any of those guys make it next year? <sighs> Not Joe Nathan. No. If Prince Fielder had had a longer career... Yes, the trajectory he was on would have absolutely been a first ballot. Like not Hall just as a Ranger, but you're just, just talking yeah, about, like, longer yeah, career in general. Um, what do you think he was missing? Just the, a longer career. That's oh, that's, oh, that's it. Yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah, just, like, just literally sustained if, what he was doing yes. over a longer period of time. Yes, I mean you could argue that he was on the tail end of his prime when he came to the Rangers, but it's the trajectory he was on. Even if he wasn't as good as he once was, he was still going to be pretty dang good. And uh, I think if he'd if he'd been able to play another three four years and had decent production and then been able to retire whenever he wanted to and not be forced to, I think yeah I I, I honestly think that there may be some voters who take that into account. So he's probably going to be the closest I think to a first ballot Hall of Famer out of that list. I don't think Joe Nathan. I'm not even sure Joe Nathan's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, and, no, not at all. But Teixeira, I think he's going to probably be a second or third. But you see, you do see Fielder and Teixeira, yes, making it, but yes. not Joe Nathan. Yes, the and thing, neither one of them will go in as a Ranger. No, no, not at all. <laughs> do you, I mean, you don't think? Oh no, Prince Fielder or uh, no. Teixeira? No, no. Do you think if Joe Nathan makes it, do you think he goes in as a Ranger, or do you think he goes in as a Rocky? Uh. I don't think he goes in as a ranger. I, that, that's an interesting one. Yeah, because that's, isn't that a weird? He's he's been around a lot. You know, he he was with the the twins too for a while, and so he could go in as a twin. I would that would make sense to me. Oh or yeah, a that's, Rocky. Yeah, 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 twin. That's right. That's that's where he was before, and yeah. then he left and went to Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just one of those things that it's. Uh, I, that's it. That's it with the Rangers. There's there's nothing else going on. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited for baseball. Yeah, I mean, we're getting there. Like, this is the last day of January, so that means that pitchers and catchers are supposed to report sometime next month. P's and C's. P's and C's showing up to... Spring teas. Do <laughs> I don't know. There was something there. I don't know. This is what happens whenever we record in the morning and not at night. My brain is just still not charged yet. So you want to move on to <clears throat> you want to move on to the Cowboys? Let's get weird. The biggest the biggest news for the Cowboys this this week was Jason Witten is announcing his retirement again, which. Yeah, I mean, kind of like I was thinking about it on the drive over here, and this is one of those things where I kind of get it now with what Brett Favre did. Like, I kind of see it, and I'm just sitting there going, because uh, whenever he first retired, like, it, I was still so young, and he was so revered in my mind, and I just kept, every time he kept coming back and all doing this stuff, I remember sitting there going, like, well, he just loves the game, and I don't know why people are so upset by this. And this, I'm not saying that I'm upset about what Jason Witten did. Like he came back, he gave it his, he gave it his best. But it's now, now you have memories of Jason Witten as something other than a cowboy, and as a Cowboys fan, you look at it and you kind of go, eh. like, yeah. it, like you really retired three years ago. Bud. Well, and I wouldn't say, <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's. It's still one of those things where you're just like, it sucks because I know a lot of people really looked up to Jason Witten. Like, he, yeah. wa- like he was a lot of people's yeah. Brett Favre. Yeah. It he was the best thing to come out of the University of Tennessee since Peyton Manning. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, the only good thing, but, you know, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm Ken- sitting there like... Uh, Candace like- Parker. Candace Parker. She was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I can't yeah. think of it. I'm sure there's something else. I'm sure there's something else. But uh but yeah, I mean it's just it's one of those things where I'm looking at it just thinking driving here thinking about how we're gonna like I wanted to talk about this. And I like I just started thinking it's like, well, I mean, if this was like the first time he retired, then it would be a bigger deal. Yeah. But now that it's just kinda like I said, we're just like, Oh yeah, all right. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot he was still playing right you know it's right like he it's played like, in las vegas he's like oh i'm gonna sign a one-day contract with the cowboys if i'm jerry jones i'd be like nah no way dude you gotta <laughs> let that dude you gotta let I that know. dude retire i know here. i know but that would be some jerry jones level petty yes, bullshit it, yes it would yes it would he I mean, would you just... had a chance to retire as a cowboy jason <laughs> Ooh, in fact you man. did it and then uh, yeah and then you you uh spat in my face yeah, yeah, I can see Jerry Jones doing that, <laughs> but also I can see also, Jerry. Jerry Jones knows that yeah. Jason Witten's so revered. Like he, there's no way he would have yeah. let him just hang out in the cold. Yeah, but dude, poor Jason Witten. By the way, going from Jerry Jones as your owner to Al Davis as your owner, like ooh, Al Davis has been dead. Well, Al so. Davis Jr. No, yeah, what's, okay. What is his son's name? It's not Al. I don't know. Mark Preston. Chili Bowl Davis. <laughs> well, I mean, I wonder. I wonder. Penis haircut Davis. I've never. <laughs> I've never heard any bad things about his kid. I just yeah. know. Like, yeah. So I'm just, just. But still, I mean, you know, it's like be like, yeah, okay, Jerry Jones has stepped down or died, but it's still Stephen Jones is the owner. You're gonna be like, mm-hmm. Well, and see, that's yet to Mark Davis. <laughs> Mark Davis. Mark Davis, yes. See, okay, so I was right. Yes. Chili Bowl. Chili Bowl. 
And uh, but it's <laughs> it, it's one of those things. I, I I'm wondering if because it doesn't seem like that Stephen Jones brings a whole lot of his dad. Like like the way that his dad brings. I'm just saying, there's that stigma. Yeah. Know? Oh, I'm sure. I just don't, I I'm just wondering if Stephen can ever like shake off that stigma. And you're probably right. He probably won't. Excuse me. Probably not for the Cowboys. Not for the Cowboys. No. But I mean, he's not going anywhere. I feel like if Stephen Jones wanted to get out from his dad's shadow, he would have to sell the Cowboys and use that money to buy another franchise and try to try to build that one up to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one last one last question, because with this the whole quarterback carousel that's going on right now, do you th- do you see Dak Prescott like being a part of that? I know that we've talked about this a whole bunch, but I mean, it's it's weird how whenever there was there's no quarterback market, you can look at it and say, well, yeah, Dak Prescott's not going to go anywhere, and that's we kind of came to that yeah. conclusion a few weeks ago. But now that there's moving pieces and stuff is actually happening with Deshaun Watson and now Matt Stafford and Jared Goff been traded for each other, kind of. Well, so to answer your question, no. And it's because like I know that the ESPN experts are, are predicting as many as 18 quarterbacks playing for different teams next year, which to me is crazy. But, you know, I guess it's possible. But the owner of the Texans has already come out and said, we're not trading Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun Watson just took down off of his Twitter, like, I know. Houston Texans quarterback. It I know. just says athlete. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, the that's – if anything, I bet you he holds out next year. I don't, I don't think he plays for another team to start next year. I think, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I think he holds out and – and then uh, finally gets traded probably around the middle of the season because, you know, Houston Texans owner is going to be like, well, he's not going to play for us anyway. Well, I mean, it... but... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no you're fine. But uh, I, I see kind of a similar situation happening with Dak. The Cowboys... Dak has leverage in this situation because if the Cowboys were to try to trade him, he still has to sign. And he's not... Uh, if he, if he reached free agency, he wouldn't be an unrestricted free agent. He would still be a restricted free agent. So the Cowboys would have to approve whatever, right? Not approve, but they would have they would get the chance to counteroffer. But if they tried to trade him, he, he has to be under contract first. So if they try to trade him with the intent of sending him somewhere else, even though he doesn't have a no-trade clause, he has, like, de facto veto power because he can look at it and be like, Oh, you want to trade me to the Broncos? I'm not signing that contract. Like, so you can't, you can't trade me to that to the Broncos. Because well, everyone has that power. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying it, anyone in Dak's position right now would have that power. I'm, I'm just saying, it, the way that it's working out right now, even though he doesn't have a no trade clause, he still has. Uh, because of the situation, he still has the ability to say, oh, if you're trying to trade me, no, I'm not going to sign that contract. Not to that team. If you want to trade me to a different team, then sure, I'll sign. Like, if you want to trade me to the Patriots, yeah, I'll sign that contract. But no, I'm not I'm not fucking going to the Broncos. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's why I don't think he's going to be part of that carousel because every, almost every other quarterback is in a different situation. You know, 
and uh, probably more unhappy with their situation than Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, I don't. For some reason, Dak Prescott just does not seem to get upset with his with his situation. I mean, I don't know what he. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, and maybe he just puts on a maybe brave face. And I mean, you got to love the guy for that. Maybe, but there's also the possibility that he's looking at it, going like. This is the team that I've always wanted to play for. Yeah. And I'm getting the opportunity to play for them. For 90% of my life, I would have paid to play here. So, like, we'll get a deal done. I'm sure we will. And I don't yeah. want to get I don't want to get screwed over. But at the end of the day, I would rather play here than anywhere else. Yeah. And I mean, and that that's something that speaks for his character. Because, I mean, he's... Dak Prescott seems like one of those guys that you don't need like a legally binding contract with this guy. No. It seems like if he if you were to sit down with him in a room, just I don't think you need any character clauses or any kind of he's good enough with a handshake and he's yeah. gonna honor it. Yeah. Yeah. So and I mean that's that like that speaks so much for his character, but it also will speak to it not speak but it also cause him to uh be in the situation that he's in now. Yeah, and this I think this is one of the rare situations where uh, yeah, absolutely. This rare is situa- weird situations where the longer it goes, the more the fan base starts to side with the player. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the fan <laughs> Cowboys holdouts holdouts in general. Uh, when it comes to like somebody like Zeke, when Zeke held out, I think it was about 50-50. I was on the on the boat of trade him. Like, fine, get rid of him, trade him. Uh, you know, like at the end of the day, is he great? Yes, is. But he's got to be on the field to be great for you. And uh, is he going to be worth what you're going to pay him? So far. Not over the next five years yep. or however long his contract was for. But with Dak, it's one of those situations where he's like, every single thing he's ever done has made me like him more. And this is no different. This yeah. is no different. And he's just saying, no, like, I want to play here. I'm not going to go anywhere else. You try to trade me. I'm in a situation where I can block every trade and you're going to pay me what I'm worth, which is fair. You're going to give me a fair salary, Jerry Jones. And I'm like, I like him. I All like right. Him. <laughs> so is this, is, is this the last episode? Do you think where we talk about Dak Prescott and what's going to happen with his future? No. Yeah. I don't no, think so. Either. I think I th- like, I, like I said a couple weeks ago, I think the, the way that the Cowboys handle it is they go through the free agency period and they make a couple signings and they go through the draft and they, you know, sign their draft picks. And then they take basically what's left and make a big offer to Dak. Do you think, and is it for sure? Like Dak Prescott is a restricted free agent. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cause because I, I haven't seen any, but I also haven't been looking. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't... Because cause if the, he's... The, the free agency rules kind of get jumbled in my head when it comes from sport to sport, you know? So, I would assume, but I do know that I was listening I was uh, listening to Adam Schefter, and he that's what that's where I'm getting this information, where he has the, the ability to effectively veto any trade that he doesn't want by just saying no by just refusing to sign the contract because he has to be under contract to be able to be traded and he's not he's not eligible for unrestricted free agency or something like that so okay okay well but i mean this is just uh watch it'll it'll drop before this episode that he's going to the jets and i'll be like well unrestricted 
Unrestricted. Unrestricted. Or? So the thing is, is that if you, if I guess, you, I guess the, if you, if the you, Jones family that, can let them walk, but yeah, because see, if you wait and you get into free agency and. But then you did, then then you get nothing for him. So the, yeah, that's okay. That's what it was because the, the the Jones family is not known for letting people that valuable walk and getting nothing. Yeah, because you, you don't even get. I don't even think you get draft pick compensations if you let an unrestricted free agent walk. No, I don't know why you would. Yeah. So yeah, unrestricted free agent. You might as well just. So you might the, as well be unemployed. The only thing the the only two options. The Steve, uh, the Steven Jones. The only two options the Jones family really, really has. I, like you like how I'm talking about it with the Jones family. It's like the Manson family. They're like gonna go help. Well, and skelter. see that's funny because you go, you go, Steve. Even though Stephen Jones is the one that makes the call, you went it, like with Stephen Jones. No, I'm sorry, with the Jones family. Like you had to because <laughs> you know Jerry Jones. You know Papa Jerry is gonna be just sticking his fingers all up in this pie. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, but. They really only have two realistic options, and I think they got one. Well, <laughs> one is they franchise tag him. Oh God, again, dude. Oh. again. Which and this which, would be the year where it would make sense to yes. franchise tag him. Yes, but you've all that would also already kind of be a courtesy. I think like most times that's, that's a, a slap money, in the face, man. but this time it would be a kind of a courtesy to be like, hey, you know. Nothing against you. We think you're going to come out of this on the other end, but if we franchise tag you and your leg isn't, you know, it, it's it's not up to snuff, and you can't be the same player. Like we have to think financially about the Cowboys' future. Oh, which man. I think is probably what if they don't offer him a big contract, that's probably what's going to happen. You can't do that to him. No, because you had him all this whole time. Yeah. Whenever he was healthy, I mean, just the same thing that everyone else has been saying. Yep. And I'm not yep. going to beat this dead horse, but man, that would just make Jerry Jones look so cold blooded. But this I is mean, the year where, like, as but you can't. What you about can't what about the that. last thirty years has made you think Jerry Jones isn't cold blooded? I he know. fired Tom Landry. I know, I know, and then traded Tony Dorsett like he was fucking nothing too. But I mean, in that and and, and, and fired Jimmy Johnson like he, like he was fucking and, throwing out old pairs of socks. Fired, uh, not fired, but traded uh, Herschel Walker. Yeah, not Herschel. Yeah, Herschel Walker. Yeah. So, so that's well, that was that was. That was that, that was the Jimmy one I, Johnson's idea, but that's what I meant to say. I meant to say Herschel Walker, not T- Tony Dorsett. Uh, um, yeah, but that, that's that's who I meant. So it's just one of those things where it's just like I get the business aspect, and this is this is one of those things that without context, and you were to just kind of walk into the situation, you'd go, yeah, like you have to do that. I mean, obviously with like the basic, not like the basic concept yeah. of everything. But without like, any context of who Dak is as a yeah, person, yeah, and and how and who Jerry Jones is as a person, if you just look at it strictly as a business decision, it's yeah, it, Dak Prescott is is spoken of along with Russell Wilson as one of the just most genuine nice guys in the league, and to do him dirty like that, like when you when you franchise tag Kirk Cousins six years in a row, everybody's like. You like that, Kirk? Yeah, oh, yeah, man, you like you that? Me too. It. You beat me to it. <laughs> you know, but if you did that to Zach, people would be like, ooh, "Yeah, this, I, yeah, this is this ooh, is ooh, ooh. this that's is, not a good look." Yeah, this is definitely one of those situations where you look at it and it's just like business-wise, yes, but you can't. It's it's a rare situation where a player has this much leverage over uh, Jerry and Stephen Jones. Yeah, yeah, not just an owner. 
like but, I don't know like, if it's ever happened. Yeah, like the owner. You know, I don't they, know if they it's they ever happened. To, they did it to themselves. He let uh, dude, Jerry Jones let Emmett Smith walk. Emmett Smith finished his career as a Cardinal. Yeah, we don't talk about that. So, yeah, I know. I, I mean, know, man. like, and it was the year after he got the all-time rushing record. Yeah, it was like, t- okay, yeah. you got your record. It's with our logo. Yep, that's all he fucking cared about, man. Bye. That's all he cared about. And then, af- and then afterwards, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, so you're what about what about Jerry Jones makes you think he's I know. not cold-blooded? I know. Oh no, no, no. There's nothing. But like, this is one of those situations. One of those situations where it's like we always knew you were I, cold-blooded, but this might be too far. I bet in the in the age of social media, he does not let. Emmett Smith walk. No, probably not. See, because that's the difference here. And once, whenever I say that, I'm not trying to sit there and say that social media is being the death. No, this is the, be I one of the. I one have of the, to always specify that. Yeah, just one so of the. That way one it of the. Sound like that. One of the instances where social media ends up being a, a, a good thing yeah. for an owner, like a good tool to gauge the the fan base, yeah. the barometer of how they feel about a certain player. Yep, absolutely. And so now it's uh. And so now it's just what so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just out of words, man. Like, they, they need to get this deal done yeah. for that. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, if they're not going to, then someone else will. And like, you know another another orga- another organization is not going to franchise tag him. They're going to sign him for seven, eight years. You, th- I mean, it depends on which organization. Just because he is coming off of that serious injury, I think if he were to go to a team that was, like, just missing – that quarterback piece, maybe a two-year, two, three-year deal, yeah. just to see. But then, but if it but, was a team that was trying to build around him, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or but if, if he goes to like some shit team, like yeah, they'll give him a long deal. They're like, we don't care, we don't care about winning. Dak Prescott's gonna put Butts asses in, seats. in the seats, man. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but that, that's just how I see it. And of course, I'm not an expert or anything, mm-hmm. but just just looking at looking at the situation, it seems like. The, the only two real options are to franchise tag him or pay him. And you can't franchise. You can't do because, it. Because can't do it. the fan base would freaking riot if you let him walk. I don't care how good the quarterback class is coming in. Like, I don't, I don't even care if you sign a quarterback or draft a quarterback and sign him. Pay Dak still. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta, you have to pay him if for no other reason then it would make financial sense to not piss off your fan base that much. Final two questions, and then we'll move on. Okay. Unless you have something else you want to talk about. This, because this, these two questions are relevant to this topic. Okay. Do you have anything else to talk about? No. All right. Where does Dak Prescott play next year? I think he plays for the Cowboys. I do, too. Number two, just one, just one answer, and then we'll move on. Okay. Or just one word answer, and then we'll move on. We no context or anything. Where does Deshaun Watson play next year? Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can tell you where I think he plays next year. I think him and JJ Watt both play in Green Bay next year. I, th- I think that I I just think that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers I think that that relationship has just I think it's gone as far as I think that they 
that it will go. Mm-hmm. I think that Matt LaFleur is is the head coach of that team going forward, and I think that they're all sick and tired of saying, like, well, what's his relationship with Aaron Rodgers? Even though every year they're always like, it's great, it's great, like, this is bullshit. So I think that they find a way to make that deal. I think Deshaun Watson plays for the Bears. Oh, God, I would hate that. I was worried that he was going to go to the Lions. Now uh, I think he I think he goes to the Bears. Okay. All right, cool. <clears throat> and I, I think it's like I said, I think he holds out and the Bears are like, God, like our quarterback situation is just so screwed up. Here, take everything. Like, I think Ooh, the Bears might even send like Khalil Mack to the Texans. Probably. Yeah. I think so. I Yeah. So we'll see. So you say Chicago, I say Green Bay? Yeah. All right. Definitely not Houston. No, good. Fuck him. I, I think if he's, I, I think if he's on the Houston roster, he doesn't touch the field. Like practice, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. practice yeah, or nothing. games. Yeah. I, I don't think he shows up at the facility one time next year. So there's that. Yep. So that's all. Uh, <clears throat> that's all I've got. And like he shouldn't. You know, he shouldn't. He wants to win. His his organization has proven that if they're trying to win, they do not know how. And all they're trying, like it, really just seems like they're trying to. <clears throat> they're just trying to make as much money as they can without having to put in any effort, as far as being good. Yeah, I just feel bad. Whoever that coach was that got hired for Houston, I just feel so badly for him because he's he's telling the media, he's like, I was told Deshaun Watson was going to be the quarterback next year. Now I'm being told he's not. <laughs> what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's how it could work out okay for the the Texans. If, the, if ownership decides, like, okay, he's definitely not playing for us next year. Might as well trade him and get something for him and draft a quarterback because mm-hmm. they have a fairly high draft pick. It they're just not depends. Gonna, they're on, not yeah. going to get Trevor Lawrence, but no. but maybe uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe or what they need to try and maybe do is, Mac Jones. I mean, I mean, I think what they need to do is they need to get a high first round pick. This year for Deshaun Watson. So that's why it'll kind of, once again, like you're not going to get, you're not going to get number one, but you can get up high enough to get the person. You think you could trade, uh, you think you could trade Deshaun Watson to the Jets for their first round pick? Yeah, I think so. For the number two overall pick? Yeah, I think so. I really do. I I would, I would make that deal if it were me. I mean, because they were probably going to take on both Justin Fields anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd make that. Well, then, yeah. It just depends on what else is in it, but it. Yeah, I have no idea. It just depends on what else would be included. So. Yeah. That would be that would be interesting. Though. That would be yeah. I mean, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna enjoy this. It just watching Deshaun Watson and seeing where that happens. That's gonna be the most entertaining part of this offseason, I think. So. And the, like the the age of social media uh, has uh, really shifted these things. In favor of the players. Yeah, you I know. know. Like, I know. Like, if this had been 10 years ago, I'd be like, what is this Sean Watson? Like, what is his problem? What is he thinking? But then, like, being able to hear hit from him directly and hear from other players directly, like, what their what their issues are, it's like, oh, yeah. No. No. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, um, 
Or ooh, the, <laughs> the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, just I, there's a lot of teams that could. I mean, fucking Pittsburgh, you know, like uh, Tennessee. If they'd wanted, if they if they were willing to move on from Tannehill. Oh right, the uh, Houston doesn't have a draft pick in the first round this year because my they traded it to Miami. Yeah, so. Well, that's that's why I'm saying like trade. Oh yeah, so that's why you tra- then yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, you yeah, get yeah, you yeah, try yeah, to get yeah, a first yeah. round. That's why you and I bet you anything that's what, that's got to play a factor into it. I got I, like some. It's got to be someone that's got a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that I guess that Deshaun Watson would look at it and say, yeah, sure, trade me there. Yeah. So that's that's like Denver possibly would be a good fit for Deshaun Watson. I think so. We're I'm trying to. I'm looking at the because I don't want to just talk out of my ass. So Denver's got the ninth pick. You I don't can, want to talk out of your ass. I think that we failed that this this whole morning. Okay, I don't want to continue to speak <laughs> from my rectal area. Um, oh, dude, Chicago has the twentieth pick. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I How do they go eight and eight? They're terrible. I. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky doesn't know who he wants to be. That's the thing in Chicago. Right. And you know, Chicago's probably like, take him. Take Trubisky. Like, we don't want him anymore. And that's where, that's where uh, Houston goes. Yeah, you remember whenever you could have had Patrick Mahomes? Buddy. Buddy. Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> Dude. Patrick Mahomes in Chicago, though, I don't think it would look the same. Oh man, I would hate that. No, I, I think I don't. I don't think Chicago is capable. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Like of, even even the one year that they won a Super Bowl, fucking um, what was that? What was that piece of shit's name? In the Jim McMahon. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude. Fuck that guy. Chicago's best quarterback ever, ever. It's Jay Cutler. Dude, he's the best quarterback that Green Bay's ever had, man. He just he always th- he always threw it to the guys wearing green and yellow. I love Jay Cutler. That guy that guy's my that guy's my boy. So, oh, that's saying something, dude. Jay Cutler has better numbers than Troy Aikman does, though. And like that's just it's just crazy. Like how yeah. when? Yeah. yeah. The age of the quarterback yeah. now, you know. I think oh the no the Bengals have a quarterback. The Panthers, Panthers might be an interesting. I I bet you I'm I'm willing to bet that New England is really pushing, really pushing hard. Yeah, but their their draft pick is it's fifteenth, so they don't exactly have a whole lot to offer. Yeah, I know. It's just it'll depend. But I, I well okay, I could see the argument that New England is pushing hard, but if anything, this year has shown you that Bill Belichick his system depends on one type of quarterback and he cannot coach the mobile type of quarterback Well, okay he couldn't coach cam newton and in bill belichick's defense right with how big of an ego cam newton has right now like there's just no way that like like it, it would be so hard for anyone to get that man under control that man being cam newton i mean hopefully this year was a little bit more of a humbling experience for cam newton he can kind of Go forward and maybe have a. I wouldn't say embrace ba- his backup role. Yeah, well, not not that. I wouldn't say a better attitude either. I just think that he just learned to keep his mouth shut. So, well, Newton, he he did keep his mouth. Yeah, shut. Yeah, this year he did. Yeah, I mean he had no reason to right. run his mouth. Yeah, so 
Here's, I mean, the, New England's definitely not going to want him back, but we'll. Uh, I could see, I could see Carolina because uh, Matt Rule, you know, the, he was former head coach at Baylor. <laughs> I could, I he's and he's kind of embraced that kind of college style offense, so I, I could see something like that. Yeah. So anyway, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's just it's fun to it's fun to talk about and speculate. At the so. end of the day. What we know for sure is not the Cowboys. Definitely not the Cowboys, I don't think. Yeah, no. Which, I mean, meh. Yeah. No, uh, if, if we end I'd up with still, Dak, I'd, yeah, I'd if we end up with Dak, Dak yeah, yeah, if we end up with Dak, that's fine. If we don't end up with Dak or Deshaun Watson, oh. it's like, hey, Andy Dalton, you're like all we've got, bud. <laughs> And and as a cowboy, as a Longhorns fan, this is something that I hope doesn't happen. If we let Dak Prescott walk and take like Sam Ellinger in the fourth round, hoping to hit gold again, I don't see that happening. <laughs> no offense to Sam Ellinger, I think I think if he is a viable NFL starter, I think that's still two or three years away. You know, so anyway. That's all I'll say about that. That's all I got to say about that. You got anything else? No? Nope. All right. You move on to uh, some trivia this week? Show thing. You're not going to do the thing? Trivia! All right. So, with Jason Witten's now official retirement, I guess if you want to call it that, uh-huh. we'll see. Uh... On just to kind of honor this man here, and uh, Jason Witten right now is currently, right now, I don't see him moving up, uh, he is fifth in all-time Cowboys touchdowns. Can you name the other four people that are ahead of him on this list? Sorry, what? <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to respond to a text. So, so Jason Witten is fifth Witten all is time. Fifth all time on Cowboys touchdowns. Okay. Can you name the other four people that are ahead of him on this list? Okay. Like, this this include it, it's 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 not just wide receivers. It's, okay, but it's pa- everyone passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it's just yeah, just okay. total total touchdowns. Oh, uh, no, it's not passing touchdowns. Okay. Like the, the, they uh, they had says, to be the one holding the ball across. Yeah, the it end just zone. says Dallas okay. Cowboys all time leaders all time leader number of touchdowns scored from 1960 to 2020. So yeah, just if you were holding the ball and ran into the end zone. All right. Okay. Name the other four people on that list. Uh. No, you don't have yeah, to. I, I was know, just waiting I for. I was waiting for you. I know. To sorry, I'm sorry. You'll you'll probably need to edit that. <laughs> nah. Oh, great. All right. So he went to a club. We called can... Knackers. <laughs> 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 oh boy, the deep dive. Yeah. Huh. Deep 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 dive. All right. You want to talk about the depressing Mavericks? <sighs> They've been very maverage. Well, it's just, oh my god, dude. That's dude. That's bad. That is so bad. 
like that's that's one of those things where you like go to a restaurant and you sit down and you ask the waiters like how much are refills on coke like oh they're free oh well i'll have a refill then <laughs> yeah all right okay <laughs> <laughs> so it has not gotten much better for the Mavs. They need to have a monster month of February just because it it, it was so hard to watch. The only game that I watched this week was the game against the Jazz, the second game against the Jazz. And it's when I texted you during that game because it was it was at the very end and I was sitting there saying that it is just so rough to watch the third string for each team play like the final three minutes yeah. of that basketball game because yeah. and, and every team has done it wherever it it's just not close because it's just not close the Mavs just to kind of run down everything the Mavs lost to the Nuggets 117 to 113 that was the that was the game that we were talking about uh while we were recording last week that uh, they started off down big and then they kind of made a comeback. They were they were leading there in the third, at the end of the third, and then the Nuggets just ran away with it there at the end. Then they lost to the Jazz on Wednesday night, 116-104. to 104. Then they lost again to the Jazz on Friday night, 120-101. to 101. So it actually got worse the second time that they played them. And then they lost to the Suns, 111-105. to 105. And... One thing that Luca said, and this is one of those things that you look at a guy and you want to talk about a season that could potentially be just a massive bust because it's not even like that they can sit there and say that COVID was a problem now because last night against the Suns, they had everyone back. And I know that there's going to be some rust, but it just, I, I saw the highlights from that game and it just, it looks like this team has given up on the season already because KP didn't play last night because it was it was a it's the first of a back of a back to back against the Suns and then it was a, it was an actual back to back after uh, after that game against the Jazz so I know that they want to sit him and they want to make sure that they're not running his knee into the ground but still you've got to have these players that you that you need to step up you need them to do that and they're just not doing it it seems like that everyone is packed in on the season and after that loss against the Jazz Luca came out and said where I was going with all that is even though this season has not looked so great this is the kind of MVP stuff and I'm not saying that Luca's go he's still the favorite to win the MVP somehow but uh, Luca comes out and says that uh, after that game, that second game against the Jazz, that it looks like the team just doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, I, it it looked like it. It yeah. did that game against that that second game against the Jazz. It was the definition of going through the motions. Like they were never in the game at all, and they just they just it, the first time that they played the Jazz this year, it was one of those things where or not the Jazz. I'm sorry. No, they played the Nuggets. I'm sorry. I, I keep get. I don't know why I keep getting those two teams confused, but um, the Naz. But yeah, it's just the Juggets. <laughs> that sounds like a failed knockoff Hooters. Juggets. The Juggets. <laughs> Come get our chicken Juggets. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a Crystals thing. You know. Oh, you know. Gross. Ugh. 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 
Come motorboat our jugheads. That sounds like a Crystals. <laughs> Cover them in ranch. Oh, dude. For those who don't know what Crystals is, it's just awful. You're better off knowing. Think White Castle, but cheaper. Oh, I and I still I haven't eaten there. I refuse to go eat there. It's uh, dude. There's no reason to eat at Crystal when you're sober. Like there's zero. It doesn't even look appetizing. Whenever like, I, I don't know how like a anything from Crystals would look appetizing whenever I was drunk. You have not been drunk at Crystals. No, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. Stay far away from that place. Oh, and it's mostly because it's open twenty four seven. So that's that's yeah that and, that's why that and Waffle House. That's just why that's their claim yep. to fame. But Waffle House isn't as bad as Waffle House is delicious. Waffle House. But if you get anything else other than the All Star, like what are you like? What are you? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's how bad the Mavs are. Is we we have to talk about food. Yeah, the Waffle House versus Crystals is more interesting. That's a better, better debate. Uh, so it just. <laughs> but anyway, Luca comes out and calls out his team and says that it doesn't like it doesn't look like that we care. And I like I I have to agree with them. And then they even still they come out last night against the Suns and they still just put up just a fucking fat nothing. It just it's it's one thing to lose games and go down swinging. Yeah. That I at least can understand, but yeah. right now this team is just, it's on a five-game losing streak, and the only person that seems to come in every night and care is Luka Doncic, because he's the he is still coming out and putting up big numbers. I mean, last night he put up 29 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. So, it... Like, that is the MVP that you want. And that's yeah. something that I think that you... And once again, I'm not saying that Luka's going to... I know that I said that he would at the beginning of the year whenever I thought that this team was actually going to show up with some heart. But I, it's... Yeah. It's it's just so hard to sit here and watch this team. I feel like, uh, I feel like Tim McGraw in Friday Night Lights where he's just like, my father used to take a bull whip and beat me in my stomach until I got sick. And that's how I feel like whenever I watch you play... <laughs> football like it's it like it watching the Mavs right now is just so rough and I mean I don't it's not getting any easier and I gotta say one thing is that for right now I think that everyone is kind of overlooking the uh the overlooking the Trey Young Luka Doncic trade because Trey Young the other day was the youngest player in every NBA history to record his like 400th assist or something like it's like that dude is really flying under the radar there in Atlanta and they like that matchup is coming that's gonna be you think do you think the the they should have kept Trey Young no that's not what I'm saying that's not what I'm saying at all I'm just like people look at it and they're just saying that it's like oh well the Mavs have easily won that trade the Mavs easily have won that trade for the player sure but it's not doing much good for the team right now yeah because I mean it's like like he is that team right that's all that it is and like it's so hard to watch like Willie Cauley-Stein is just driving me absolutely insane because it, 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 it's like he gets in a position to get the rebound, and then it comes right at him, and it just bounces right off of his hands. Or he can't hold on to the damn ball. Or he tries to move to get himself into a better position, and the ball goes where he was standing. It's just, there's just the Willie Cauley-Stein experiment is just, I don't even want to call it an experiment, but it's just, it's not 
working at all, and I am just ready to be done with this guy because he is just... I, they tried to, like, beef him up, and they gave him that championship belt for his defensive play or something like that. It's just it, soft. S-A-W-F-T. Soft move by soft. the Mavs, dude. So it's just, there's your wrestling promo for this week. W- will he call Stein or won't he call Stein? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't even want to admit that that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> Man, I should have stayed in bed if I was going to hear shit like this. <laughs> I don't have anything to break down <laughs> about what the Mavs did this week because there's there's just nothing like it's it, it's they still they still have yet to play in a one possession game, which is one of those things where I looked at it and said, well, if they can in a one possession game, if they can if if they can just tune that up, mm-hmm. but see, but they like they're not playing in them, like that's that's. It's it, it's so sad. That's the way they're improving their one possession game record is just avoiding. Yeah, them. they're nothing and nothing now. You know, like the closest game that they've had so far was uh, Monday on the twenty fifth against the Nuggets, where they lost by five. So it, it's just, yep. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. Like, and it's just, it's such a shame because I, it, it, it's always so much worse for obvious reasons to come into a season with such high expectations. And then have them way lowered than going into a season with zero expectations. It feels like the 2016 or 2017 Rangers. Oh, man. This might be worse. So, their next games that they have, and it's not, it's not getting any easier, man. They've got tomorrow they play the Suns again. Which I mean, and that's the thing that sucks is, is that it's not like that. This was a this was a Phoenix Suns team that was still number one in the West, mm-hmm. uh, like like at the beginning of the year. Whenever I was sitting there saying, "Well, the Phoenix Suns are playing their be- the best basketball out of anyone," and it was true at that time. It's not so much the case anymore. No, like they've they've dropped. They've got a big fall from grace, and they're sixth in the West. Which I mean, I think the only reason why that they had that was because they had this hot start. I don't see him holding on to it. So it's they've got the Suns again tomorrow, which is fine, I guess. Then on the third, they're playing Atlanta, which I think is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are really speculating. It there there aren't any numbers out just yet, but I know that it's uh, anytime that Luka Doncic goes head to head against Trey Young, like it's just gonna it, it's gonna be a big deal, and. I, <sighs> Then they've got the Pelicans, which that one, here's hoping that that one at least stops the bleeding. Like, don't lose, don't lose to the Pelicans, man. Like, the Pelicans are, somehow, someway, the Pelicans are actually worse than the Mavs right now. And so that's, like, if the worst case scenario, if they come into that game, like, look for that one to be the game that ends that skid. It has to be, because if it doesn't, then it's really going to be bad, because then we're not just talking about a losing streak, but we're talking about a losing streak that's going to start getting close to 10. Yeah. Because after that, uh, they've got the Trailblazers. Oh, no, 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 no. Then after that, they've got back-to-back games against the Warriors. With, with, Warriors! With Steph Curry starting to find his groove. 
Yep. So it's oh yeah. See, look, they're not even playing. I don't even know what my phone is doing here. I'm so sorry. My phone's acting all weird. So they've they've got Phoenix, Atlanta, then back to back games against the Warriors. I don't know where the Pel- oh I see what happened there. The Pelicans are next week after the Hawks. So it's just gotcha. anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's this is going to be a rough week for the Mavs. And uh, here's hoping that they can just at least win one. Just win one. I think that because right now it just seems like the team is really going through the motions. And if they can get that one win, maybe upset the Warriors or something like that. And and, and I think that things can kind of start like getting better for this team if they can just get that one win. And uh, if they can have a really good month of February, which they're going to have a lot of home games, so not a, not a lot of travel, so maybe that's been kind of messing with them a little bit. So, but they need to have a monster month of February because right now they're not even like they're sitting on the outside of even in the play-in round right now. Like they're like they are on the outside looking in, and this team is just far too good to be this bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I've got. Do you have anything else? Or do you have anything? I contributed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That was a dick move. It's okay. All right. Well, we can talk about a team that's not so depressing. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then let's talk about the stars. Woohoo! Which, I mean, you can kind of, with the stars right now, you, it's, Really easy, and once again, we're recording on Sunday this week, so we will not be including the game that is tonight uh, against Carolina, the second game of their back-to-back. First home stand, or first away, or first road trip, excuse me, for the Stars in almost a year, which is crazy to think about. Um, but uh, we we can talk about like the, the two games against the Red Wings, which was an overtime, the first one was an overtime win, 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on Thursday they won seven to three, and then last and night it was, it was Ottinger's first Ottinger's first start start first and, win, and then uh, then against Carolina last night they lost four to one, so it was their first loss of the year, and we'll we'll we can talk about that in a second. Um, so the overtime win against the Red Wings. Here's the thing that. I, I really liked about this game is that this team showed that I think stars in the past would give up that first goal and I think that they would kind of panic and not let their game kind of come to the like they would go away from their game plan and they would panic and try and get that first goal because everyone's freaking out because this team doesn't score goals or whatever and I think that the team did a really, really nice job, especially uh, leading up to that first goal. It really was like poetry to sit there and watch it because they, they, they there was Fox's wraparound attempt, and oh, then yeah. and then uh, then they went on the power play immediately after that, and it was amazing to watch that because they were uh, it, like the stars got Joe Pavelski wide open on the back end. Three times. Yeah. Three times they were able to run that same play over and over again. And then it was finally time for Klingberg to set up for that overtime goal. Or not overtime goal, but for that for the second power play goal. And then obviously drills it. 
the only way that Klingberg really can right now, and I really, like, this is, it's amazing to watch someone like John Klingberg and the amount of growth that he has done, not just over his career, yeah. but really since the bubble. Like, like that bubble run <clears throat> is going to be huge for this team going forward. You don't believe that? Go ask Joe Pavelski, because that's changed everything for him. Yeah, geez, uh, like got- That guy, I'm telling you, even whenever the team plays bad, he's still scoring goals. We'll, we'll get there in a second. But uh, I do want to talk about um, just uh, I, I want to make a, a, a really bold prediction. I don't know if it's as bold now because we have the, like, if he keeps playing like this, then there's no way. But I really do think that John Klingberg is going to finish top three in the Norris Trophy votings this year. I think so. To say to say that says that I think he's going to sustain this going forward. Like, and and it's not even just his offense that's great because during that overtime win, um, Anthony Mantha just beats Jason Dickinson around the backside on. Uh, during that overtime, and who knows what would have happened. I mean, I'm sure Dobby would have made the save, but still Klingberg comes around, saves his teammate, knocks it off of Mantha's stick, and then they go back down and they push. And Klingberg goes down and just dekes out everyone. Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. Like, it's so crazy because... He even deked out himself because he lost the puck. Because he lost the puck. (laughs) And if you watch that, uh, it's... Everyone that was on the ice for Detroit is just watching Klingberg. Yeah. They get caught puck watching. And that's how Jason Dickinson slides out up top into the slot. And then Klingberg finds him with a beautiful pass. And just like the 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 goal that Dickinson scored was just it was unusual. Yeah. It wasn't a snipe. It kind of floated in there. Like it was just it was More weird. Like, it was a like weird shotgun. looking goal. Yeah. It was yeah. So I love that overtime goal because they they really were resilient. They did not switch from the game plan, and the power play stays hot. Mm. Like it's just crazy to watch. Like it, it it was just insane to just watch that one game, even though it was an overtime win. Right now, with this season, even if they lose in overtime, since it's all division, it's all huge. So as long as we're getting points, that's all that fucking matters. Yes. So, but they still were able to get the full two points. Yep. And good on them. Yep. So. Yep. It. It was one of those situations where you're looking at it and you're like, and I, I was watching with my wife and she was like, I thought Detroit was supposed to be bad. I was like, they are. <laughs> they are, but I'm telling you, they're. They they're, are, they're better than they were last year. They're young and ready to go. Yeah. Like the, like Dylan Larkin looks great. He really does. And I know that he's he's like the 37th captain and this is his first year. Is that he's like the 37th captain in like Detroit Red Wings history, which has a huge yeah, history obviously. So you know there's a lot of pressure, but he looks good. He looks good. I think that he's going to hold it I th- I think he's going to hold it together well and I think that this team maybe not this year but start, like I'd say probably starting next year I think that this team has the potential to start surprising people with like oh shit like they're actually starting to get better. Yeah. Not this year, but <laughs> next year look for them. So yeah. and yeah. I think that that overtime game against the Stars really gave them a lot to kind of look forward to as an organization because because Detroit even still looked good. Yeah. In that in that loss. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I mean I think <clears throat> Excuse me. I th- I think that Detroit 
shows that like what what that overtime loss or what the overtime win overtime game showed me is that Detroit has the the talent to potentially be in games like that you know with with good teams so they had the talent to compete with good teams what they need to work on is their consistency because the next night not so much well and see it, it was and see, this was my mistake. I was talking about the Fox at Wraparound. That's this game. Yeah. That's this game. So that one's yeah. my bad. But the, it really was like poetry watching the, watching the Stars play that 7-3 to three game. It, I know that it was... It, it ended up getting to be 4-3. Four, uh, four, yeah. And the problem was is that they gave up seven power plays. Like, our, they, they gave Detroit... Not, they didn't give up. But they, they gave they, Detroit, they gave seven, Detroit power seven power play opportunities. And that's one of those things where I was looking at it going, dude, you can't. Luckily, this was Detroit. Yeah. You can't give good teams this many power plays, as we saw last night. But uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But it was it really was like poetry watching this team play. And the funny thing is, is that <laughs> I do want to start a thing where uh, every week I want to call it the Razorism of the week. Razor had one uh, after Pavelski scored his scored that first goal in the seven to three win. <laughs> Razor goes, well, Joe Pavelski just gets off the bench and looks down his, at his watch and says, "Huh, must be goal o'clock." <laughs> and I laughed so hard at that because it, it just Razor has just such a way of just saying things, and he, I really do think that he is the best color guy in the business. And there's a lot of people that aren't Stars fans that would agree with that. Like you, like all you do is hear. Like everyone has nothing but the best things to say about Razor. And I'm telling you, he's got this. He's got to have a dictionary up there in the broadcast booth, and he just opens it and just points to a word and goes, "All right, I'm gonna find a way to put Work that, that in." There. <laughs> yeah, and he just always has like some big word, and sometimes he uses them improperly yeah. because sometimes I Google it, going, "That's not right. That's not the right way to use that." So it's I love Razor so much, but um, but yeah, like watching watching the stars and their power play work and everything, it, it, it's just it, it's very exciting. And I don't think I know that it got down to four to three there, and I don't think that this game really like that that four to three score was not indicative of how this game really was. I know that a lot of people are saying the other thing that the seven to three win is like the the spread is not as big as the game really was and I would disagree wholeheartedly because it's just it's so crazy to watch this team like whenever they're playing five on five it looks like it's one of those things that they have to do this and I obviously because it's part of the game but it, it, then once they go on the power play obviously it looks a lot lights come on the, it, it looks a lot better it, it like bonus really has done a great job at putting the power play on the map, obviously, because it can't stop fucking scoring. But really, you watch this team on the penalty kill. It's like the it, the team goes, all right, this is where we live now. This is our moment. And it, it's just, it's so crazy to just watch how good this team is. So it, it, I know that it's still early in the season, and we're going to have to see how they respond after their first loss. But watching this team play and beat Detroit seven to three, like it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this is a special team. This is that moment for me, wherever I'm looking at it going, this team is going to do something. Mm -hmm. It is good. 
So, and I don't think that that's too much of a hometown Kool-Aid for me to drink, That for me to say that. I think that anyone can look at this Stars team right now and say, yeah, this team is is really good, it's, and they're better than people were giving them credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, with game, with the third game aside, so the overtime win against Detroit, what this team has shown is that they're not necess- they're not just going to play to their opponents which was kind of a big knock on them from what i uh, from from when they were in the skids last year you know they would lose to teams they shouldn't be losing to because they were playing down to their their opponents and then they'd turn around and play teams that you know people thought they didn't have a chance against and they'd play them great uh, so they showed that they have the capability and the mentality of sticking it to the teams they should stick it to. You know, they beat the crap out of Nashville two nights in a row. Have a, you know, have a bit of an off game against Detroit, still come out with a win, come back the next game, kick the crap out of them. Yeah, I and so it's there's and and it was like what we were saying last week that I th- even though that they beat Nashville 7 to nothing, I thought that their next game was better. Was better. Yeah. So here's hoping that for Carolina the second game that like they continue this trend. Yeah. Um I do first of all, congratulations to Jake Ottinger and Ty Delandria. Yes. Because they both and dude, it was so great to see Ty Delandria his get reaction. that goal and his reaction was and of course it had to have been Miro yep. that set him and, yes. and he gave him a oh. beach ball. You can't stop <laughs> beach ball. He freaking served that thing up for him. Oh, it was what a pass from in, man. But then whenever Delandria scores it, and by the way, JR called it. Really? He called it before the game. He texts me. He goes, I'd love to see Ty Delandria get that first goal. I was like, are you putting in the call? Yeah, I'm putting in the call. So All good right. on him. Right. Yeah. Good on him. Go. The hardly ever does that work because it's like you're watching baseball. You're like, he's going to hit a home run here strike out like fuck <laughs> so um but yeah his reaction was just that is like the purest sense of yeah just the joy that love and joy yeah. that it yeah. and it was great that he was able to do it at home and just against against his hometown team because he grew up in uh, or he played his junior leagues in Detroit. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so so Detroit was a team that he grew up cheering for. Oh, man. See, that's great, too. It was yeah. like Justin Dowling last year. He did it to Calgary. It was in Calgary. So I wonder if, for Ty Delandria, I think that it would have been special to do it in Detroit, but I, I just think that since he was drafted in that building, yeah, that's, I think that yeah. that's what made it so yeah. so such yeah. a big moment for him. Yeah. And it, oh, man. And let me just say, I know that especially I, because people were like, when he got drafted, people were, who the oh dude, wh- I'm telling you, what? at the draft, pissed. at the draft, people as soon as Jamie Ben said Ty Delandria, like I was, I was sitting around a bunch of people, and they all, everyone kind of looked at each other and went, who is Ty Delandria? Because so, no one, like even the the NHL experts had mm-hmm. him like as like a late second, early third round draft pick, mm-hmm. not a top 16 draft pick, which is crazy. But it's, I mean, it's looking like it's going to work out. So get used to hearing that a lot. Miro Haskin into Ty Delandria. Because yeah. that's going to be like for the next 10 years. That's what we're going to hear in Dallas. We're going to hear a lot of it too. And, and good on him, man. And then Jake Ottinger looked good. 
Yeah, he, he did. looked good, and all the he, shots, a, all the a little, see, you know, all the, the shots, those, that, those weren't. He wasn't uh, put in good positions to make those saves. It, see, there was nothing he could do. Right, there was yeah. nothing he could do. The fir- the first one took a funny bounce. The second goal, I think, was it was it was like it was the power play goal that they scored or something that uh, mm-hmm. whoever it was that scored it. Um, uh, Bertuzzi, he just he like hacked at it in midair and it bounced and went in. Like it was yeah. just. So, it, like, good on Jake Ottinger. Like, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, Jake Ottinger is going to be set up for success for a while because he, this team is great in front of him defensively. Yes. He's uh, supposed to be starting tonight. See, and, uh, to yeah, score, back he's to, expected to start tonight. Back-to-backs, it's yeah. to be expected. Yeah. Um, so. Well, even though Dobby only played half the game last what? night. Oh, oh! Did they? Yeah, they pulled. Yeah, Hudobin. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See, okay, let's yeah, let's it, go ahead and go into that one because I didn't I didn't watch the game last night. I didn't have yeah. any time because I got to work super when it, late. When they when they went up four to nothing, uh, they made the switch. How do you look, Ottinger? Yeah. Well, they oh didn't, he didn't oh oh he didn't give they up went any up goals. four to nothing. Yeah. Oh, get yeah. on him. Yeah. So so he didn't give up anything. And I mean, and you know, let's just let's be honest here. Uh-huh. Not honest, but let's. Teams are gonna lose. Yeah. You're not gonna win all games, and it's. Whenever I saw that they went down two nothing, and they went down two nothing quick. Yeah. That was one of those things where I like I was just getting the updates on my phone, and I looked at it, and I just instantly went, ah, can't win them all. Yeah. Well, the the crazy thing for me is uh, like, because I get updates from the score and from the NHL app, so I'll get two updates per goal. I can show you how to turn that off if you well, want. I, I mean, I know how to turn it off. I just am too lazy to, but. <laughs> So so my phone buzzed and I was like, "Oh shit, the game's on." Cuz I thought it was going to start at 8:30 and it started at 7:30. I was like, "Shit, the game's on." So I <laughs> I I finished the video game that I was playing and my phone buzzed again and I was like, "Okay, that's going to be the second notification." And then it buzzed the third time and I was like, "What?" And I looked down and I was like, "Oh my god, they scored like they were within like 2 minutes of each other." Yeah, and see, and it's so funny that you can't, you want to, this is the thing that made me nervous about what happened in Detroit during that second game. Yeah. You, like, this Carolina team is going to, like, they're going to finish in the top four. This Carolina team is going to make the playoffs this year from the Central Division. So the, the Carolina and Tampa Bay is looking like, the, and, and then Dallas. Like, it's looking like those are the, those three, are the three teams, teams that, that are, are going like to be fighting. Virtual locks. Yeah, that's I, why hate, I, said, I hate to say that. That's why I said virtual. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would expect it, especially with how everything's been playing. Like yeah. Carolina and Tampa Bay played each other and went into overtime, nothing, nothing. You know, so it's just like it's the, these are going to be three hard-fought battles, and then it's going to be everyone else trying to fight out for third or for fourth. fourth. Yeah. I I think that's just how I see it going. So these are going to be good battles between Carolina and and Dallas, and then obviously Tampa and Dallas for. All the obvious reasons, yeah. but just you you really need to you really need to see Dallas's best game yeah. tonight. Like it's just I know that it's it's completely ridiculous that I'm breaking down the game tonight because it's already gonna happen by the time this game released or but by the time this podcast releases. But you got to clean up the sloppiness. You've got to do it because Dallas is already like mm-hmm. it, it's not like that. This is one of those things where it's like the league is out to get Dallas and they're just calling penalties and shit like that. Like no, a, cu- a couple of the goals last night were because of sloppiness. It was, yeah, it was. Well, I mean, that was the difference yeah. in the game. Yeah, 
Like yeah. like three power play goals, and then you well, lose four to one. I'm not even I'm not even talking about the, the going on the power play. I'm talking about the goals themselves were because of sloppiness. Yeah, yeah. I I, I a couple, will a couple of them, not all of them. But I will eventually go watch this game. I just don't have like anything that I can, and mm. I didn't have any time to like break it like, down uh, or whatever. But it just it, it's just it, all this was was just purely just a bad game. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's just they, they've except for fucking Joe Pavelski who looked at his watch and said it was goal o'clock again. Like Jesus Christ, yeah. man! This guy, if Joe Pavelski five keeps, goals in five games, like, dude, that's crazy. he's going. He's like, could you imagine if Joe Pavelski wins the fucking Hart Trophy at at, at thirty six? Like, I, there's no way that anyone else can. And I, once again, we are like that is way down the road. Yeah. But it's just crazy that every time, like, I'm sitting here looking at it, going like, Joe Pavelski scored a goal. Like, it's now it's going to be one of those things where if he doesn't score a goal, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with Joe? What's wrong with Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Joe. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong, Joe? Anyway, uh, <laughs> like this, this is the when I say they were sloppy, it's it's. To me, when you score back to back that quickly, like uh, like Carolina did twice, it's because so, like something went wrong. Somebody was out of position. Something got sloppy, right? And Trocheck scored with four minutes into the game, and then he scored again at six minutes and fifty five seconds into the game. So he scores twice within three minutes. Yeah, and the second one was a power play goal, and uh, it was. Dobby was sliding out to the left because that's where the this puck was going. This was on the going. power play goal? Yeah. Dobby was sliding out to the left because that's where the puck was going. And it got mucked up in traffic. And Trocek was just right there and backhanded it into a virtually empty net. Because yeah. Dobby was all the way on the other side of the crease. Uh, his first one, I don't really remember exactly the situation around that. But then Svechnikov's basically the same situation. It's just... Too much stuff going on in front of Dobby. He can't see the puck. And see, I'm wondering if because no, no, no. Sorry, Svechnikov's was was like a weird one. Anyway, go ahead. I wonder if that that had anything to do. Like whenever Peter Morazic went down with his injury, uh, yeah. I, I wonder if that messed with their game plan. But I mean, but also if you, it's not just that the Stars gave uh, gave Carolina five chances on the power play. They also went. On the power play six times themselves. Yeah, and you you if, if you can never get into the the flow of the game if you always have to constantly keep stopping and running your power plays. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if only that, eleven shots. Yeah, I know, I know. And the then game. you go, yeah, I know. You go one for six on the power play, like not good enough, man. You got to do better. Eleven shots on goal. Yeah, once again, not good enough. Uh, only two, only two in the second and three in the third. So yeah. that means you outshot yourself in the first period. Yeah. Which I mean it's just Yeah, I mean it, it it's it's it was not a good game. But going back to my point like the sloppy the sloppy goal not goaltending but the just sloppy goals. Svechnikov scored with eight uh, scored 8 minutes and 42 seconds into the four, into the second period and Dzingel scored 10 minutes and 21 seconds into the second period. So not even two minutes separated. And once again, more power plays. Yeah. Two power Bo- play goals. Both of them power play goals. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they, they've it's, got a, it's, it was a, it was a, a bad game, but it's not one of those bad games where you go, they were just better than us. It was a bad game where you go, nah, okay. Yeah. We need to clean it up. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and, that, but and it, that's it. We clean, yeah. we clean it up. Maybe we don't win this game, but it's much, much closer. 
and still no Jamie Ben. Like I don't know what's going on with Jamie a, Ben right now. Too. Yeah, that was just, that was yeah, another thing. You, you, you could you, tell that you could tell that they missed. Yeah, they missed Jamie Ben. They missed uh, Kiviranta. They missed uh, Sagan for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The, it's that was just one of the. And I mean, Joe Bavelski just did what he did, what he is doing best, and he just really pretty much is like, here, I'm going to be that leader for this team, and that's that's really what it is because it, that's mm-hmm. what, like if people are looking at it going, well, this team's getting younger, and Jamie Ben's losing a step, and all this, and so we need to start. But that game last night is the one that shows you where you need your captain. Yeah, Car- Carolina defensively seemed to have just the perfect game plan for the Stars going into this game. Uh, Radulov was virtually non-existent. Yeah, like you saw him flying around, but he was always away from the puck. They, they, it. I mean, Razor. It was either Razor or uh, or. Uh, I forget the other guy, but uh, <laughs> it was either Razor or Brian Ray, I think, said, uh, like, Carolina did to Dallas what Dallas did to Nashville and uh, Detroit. Sure. And it was, and it was, you know, we're going to take advantage of the power play opportunities. We're going to take advantage when you get sloppy. Yeah. And we're going to be just rock solid on defense. I, it's going to be, I think that it, there was just like a big old perfect storm that kind of led to that. I think that a confidence, maybe overconfidence might've been maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, you know, their, their first, I'm not saying that I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Once their first road trip in 11 months, um, Lots of uh, lot, yeah, lots lots yeah, of like, there lots were a of lot factors. of there are a lot of factors that played it. It really and quite frankly, they they this was the first game that they played like a really good team. Yeah, this is the first game that they played a really good team. So now they've kind of got a little bit of a taste for it, or even a semi good team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even like someone that's actually going to be worth a damn this year, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's maybe that was just kind of like a quick little punch in the mouth for yeah. them, and they they kind of got their they got their sea legs underneath them mm-hmm. now and they're like it's now it's time to pick it up and and play to the level of of this central division uh-huh. even though it is kind of a mess yeah right now well like what uh, going going away from the the negatives of of this game and uh, like I said there's a lot to learn from but there's a lot to look forward to because of this game in that you bring in Ottinger and and yeah like Carolina wasn't necessarily trying to put a lot of pucks in the back of the net, you know. Once they chased Dobby, it was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna shut down on defense. That's why, you know, in the second and third periods, the Stars only got five total shots. Yeah, on goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the highlights, I guess you could say, is the young guys looked good. Ottinger looked good when he when they brought him in. Like I said, you know the the game plan kind of changed. They went they went to Jim Montgomery's Dallas Stars kind of play style. It was like, okay, we got a lead. Now let's just lock it down, you know. And that is once you got that lead, that's tough to you know that's tough to uh, to play against. But Ottinger looked really good. There was a couple of fast break opportunities that uh, I don't remember. I don't remember who it was that that would that had the uh, the breakaway, but it was legitimately a breakaway, and and uh, Ottinger made the save, and it was like a good save. So I mean, it wasn't like flashy or anything; it was just solid. Like, oh, okay. So I think I think that this that's the the positive takeaway is is okay. Ottinger looked great against the Red Wings. 
but he looked pretty good against Carolina too. So maybe Ottinger's further along than than we might think. Oh, dude, yeah. I think that Ottinger's been. I, I wouldn't say that. I think that Ottinger has deserved this opportunity yes. for a while now because yeah. like it's just. He has like ever since the Stars drafted him first round with in the same first round that that they drafted Miro Heiskanen by the way, um, and that was such a good moment between Ty Delandria and Jake Ottinger at the end of that seven three game where the first person yeah. to hug Jake Ottinger was Ty Delandria yeah. like he understood probably more so after scoring that goal just how big of a moment that was for Jake Ottinger and so it was just, it was it was cool to it was really cool to see that but. Um, yeah, and I I, I yeah. said I said Radulov was non-existent. He still had two shots on goal, but I mean Ottinger came in, faced ten shots, stopped all ten. You know you can't can't ask for him to do yeah, anything better. Jay, than yeah, that. I'm telling you, Jake Ottinger, he really is like he's gonna be right now. The can you tell me who the all-time leader is in wins for Dallas Stars by a goalie? Who holds that? Turco. Yeah, Marty Turco. Yeah, I, I can see Jake Ottinger. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just I'm just saying, like it's just I know. The reason why I ask that is just because it's like it's obvious that it's Turco, right, like right, it, like it, it, and and I can see Jake Ottinger getting there. I really can. If he is as good as this small little sample size, and it was it was really whenever he came in against Vegas in uh, uh, in the Western Conference Finals, whenever he didn't give up a goal, I remember sitting there watching that, going like, "Whoa!" Like. That moment wasn't too big for him. Like it, this is going to be the stars are set up perfectly for in the crease because I mean by the time that Bishops and Hudobin's contract expire, like Jake Ottinger will really be ready, yeah. and it, it'll be time for it to be his crease. And I'm it, possibly the stars have probably traded either Bishop or Hudobin by the time the not obviously not this year, not next year, but by the time that thir- that third year comes on for Dobby's last year, if Seattle doesn't take him, yeah. Uh, I think that they would have found a way to either trade him or Bishop somehow, some way, just to get Jake Ottinger to get regular playing time and mm-hmm. not being like this mm-hmm. is a temporary thing. Because so. right now, as of right now, it seems like Ottinger's development is going to be hamstrung by the the amount of time he will be able to play in the NHL. And I know that I've already just said... Just because of the, the guys that... No, 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 you're fine. Just because the guys that are ahead of him... You know, I, I think I think he's probably developed about as much as he can develop in the AHL, and he needs he belongs in the NHL at this point. Yeah, because I mean, his number, his win loss record was not so good last year. Mm-hmm. It, it like in, in, in Cedar the, Park, yeah. But that's just because of the team that played in front of him was not good. And right. Right. Uh, but if you look at his overall numbers last year, like they're they're there, they're ready. Yeah. And I think that the and I know that I've talked about this before too, but it's the whole Jack Campbell situation that happened whenever uh, they had Niemi and uh, and Lettinen. Yeah. That hindered Jack Campbell from being able to make his starts up from the AHL, and I, I think that the Stars see that because that was Jim Nil. Yeah. Really, it was Neuendijk who hamstrung us with Kari Lettinen, but then it was Jim Nil who looked at Kari Lettinen and pretty much said, you're not good enough, let's go get Niemi. And at the time, that was a good signing because they really did complement each other well, uh, and Niemi did win a cup in Chicago, so mm-hmm. it, it seemed like that that was the right call at the time, and I still don't think that you go any other way because right. Jack Campbell wasn't ready. 
he was not ready, and there was no one else where you, there was nowhere else where the stars could turn. And it's it's not like one of those situations where it's like, oh well, he's not quite ready, but toss him in, he'll learn. It, you don't really that that because no, that's more of a detriment. Well, to, that's more of a rebuild. Goalie. That's more of a rebuild. And whenever Jim Nil came in and took over and had this huge fire sale and got rid of everyone and brought everyone in now that we know and love, mm-hmm. uh, Spezza and Sagan and. All those guys, you yeah. know, like those 2016 stars, they were building to win now. Yeah. And that's why you can't take Jack Campbell and just say, well, just throw him in there. It'll be fine. Because that's not the, that wasn't the mindset that Jim Nill was brought in here for in 2013. Right. It was, we need a winner. We haven't made the playoffs in over five years. Like, we need something. And so, it ended up working somewhat. And uh, so, <laughs> but I think that that whole Jack Campbell situation is really going to set the stars up very well to handle Jake Ottinger the proper way, who I think is still a better goalie than Jack Campbell was. And Jack Campbell had a lot of hype behind him. Like he was the first goalie drafted in that draft. He was drafted top 10 and uh-huh. there was a lot of hype behind Jack Campbell and he's doing fine in LA right now. Like he's not living up to his expectations, but he's, not getting regular starts because it's still Jonathan Quick. Because I mean, fuck, dude, yeah, they're gonna why, pay. Yeah. They're gonna pay Jonathan Quick that money. You're gonna fucking earn it. Yeah, but and, uh, well, and he's still pretty damn good. Yeah, he's fine. It's it, it's one of those things where you're it's, like, dude, like, it, it, let's, yeah. let's let's yeah. let's have some pride, man. Like, but you're right. Like, he's the team in front of him's not good. But anyway, other than Drew Doughty, yeah, yeah, who is who is yes, he's yeah, he's wasted he, on that team. He's good, wasted. Yeah, so it's a, and uh, so I I just think anyway, that, go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that the whole I think that the whole Jake Ottinger situation is going to play out super well. I just I think that Jim Neal's got this thing set up uh, for whenever it's time for him to really take the reins. Like he'll be ready, and this all of this is really starting to help him out now too. Um, I just got the Stars projected lineup for yeah. tonight. Yeah, Jamie Ben's in it. And okay. Jamie Ben was in it last night too. But oh, okay. here's a name that wasn't in it last night. Like the projected lineup that's in it today, Blake Como. Oh. Because I was looking, I was like, why is Ty Delandria on the bottom line? Oh, Blake Como's back. So oh. here's hoping. FCC. Here's here's hoping <laughs> uh, that this is because this isn't always a hundred percent, obviously. Because but I think that if they can get Jamie Ben and Blake Como back. That's going to be huge, and that's going to shift everything in the Stars' favor, I think, because it's yeah. just, this is going to be an interesting situation, too, whenever everyone starts to get healthy again. Who do you send down? Because everyone's playing so well. I mean, well, And because sending them down means sending them home. Well, the AHL is having a season this oh, year. Oh, they are? Yep, okay. February. It's okay. starting in February because okay. they just loaned uh, they, Tomas they, Harley to the AHL. Okay, because yeah, they, they, originally they said they weren't. Yeah, yeah, February, February. So that'll be great. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's okay. That's that's not that bad then. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's not that bad. But just, I mean, it's one of those that like once Sagan gets ready, like because if Tanner Caro keeps playing the way that he's playing right now, like good for him, man. Like he really had a good game against Detroit. Uh, He had the primary assist on Joe Pavelski's first goal. So I like I've been super impressed with Tanner Caro. Came out of fucking nowhere, and if he keeps playing this way, he's gonna stay. Yeah. But I mean, Ty Delandria. I think I think he has to stay. If he yes, absolutely. If he keeps playing how he's playing. But see, and here's the thing, Ty Delandria, and here's a, I'm gonna make this this call too. I think Ty Delandria will win a Selkie Trophy in his like in his career because there was a there was a play that he had on one of the Red Wings, 
and I was going to look up which player it was for Detroit, but I can't remember. But he was trying to, the, the guy for Detroit was trying to enter the zone, uh-huh. and Delandria's behind him. Mm-hmm. And he finds a way to turn at the blue line, and he's just riding this guy's ass right behind him and doesn't draw a penalty at all. Like, this dude can defend. And you know who I think he reminds me of? Yuri Lettinen. He oh. reminds me of a young Yuri Lettinen. And I just, like, if we could get another Yuri Lettinen anywhere, even just the, a glimpse of that, yeah, would be amazing. And so that, like, this, that's, and Yuri Lettinen's got three Selkie trophies of his own. And so I, like, I'm telling you, his game and Yuri Lettinen's game, very similar. And I can see that happening. So I, like, who I I don't know who you'd send down like like Camano probably would be the first one to go because he's he's been kind of quiet but yeah. I mean, he's still played well he's just he just hasn't had like big moments like yeah, Tidalandria yeah, yeah. has or 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 what Caro has done and Justin Dowling even looks so good yeah right now it's just it's so hard whenever people start getting healthy and you're gonna look this is a good problem to have it is a good problem to don't have. get me wrong but you but you need to make sure that you handle it. It's well. still a problem. Though. Yes, that's the yes. thing. Yes. yes, yes. So it's just it's fun to talk about how good this team is because it it really is that good. And I like I, like this might be some of the best hockey that I've seen the Stars play in a long time. Here's here's an interesting thought. What if the because when the expansion draft comes around, right? It's it's this summer, correct? Yeah. What if, and they can't draft your AHL guys, right? No. First first and second year players are exempt. Oh, okay. They, so they couldn't draft them. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like, okay. they can't take Delandria. Because, okay. I, like, I thought that for a second. Because I, I was like, thinking, oh, yeah, first I was thinking, second year yeah, players I was, are exempt. You were thinking the way that I was thinking, like, well, send them down to the AHL just so Seattle can't take them. <laughs> No, no. First and second year players okay. are exempt. I'm That's, telling okay, you, I'm okay. telling you, dude. I think they're gonna take. Because like, we were talking about this earlier. I think Seattle's gonna take Alexiak. I I just don't see any other. Because I you mean, don't, I'd like, much if, rather that than if Joe Bavelski wins a Hart Trophy this year, then they'll probably consider. Yeah, but I, Alexiak's just playing way too well right now. He's a big body mm-hmm. that 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 can move and can score. Like it's a. So I, I I just don't see it. And, and they're I, not I mean, gonna, they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to protect Alexiak. Yeah, they're not going to because yeah. it's either seven forwards and three defensemen or eight skaters total. Yeah. So are you really gonna like drop down and protect less people? Right. Just to protect Alexiak. I mean Alexiak's good. I don't know if he's. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they, but mean, it's still just gonna be a shame. Yeah, because they're gonna have to. I don't know. They're. I mean, they're gonna have to protect Klingberg, obviously. Oh yeah, Klingberg, and Lindell, Haskinen, and Lindell. Those are their three defensemen, yeah, and yeah. then their seven skaters that they have to. Because see, there, there's no way that they can even protect Alexiak. Because if they wanted to, then they, it, that would be four defensemen, mm-hmm. and they can't do that unless it's eight skaters. Right. So it, it doesn't matter even if like Radulov or Ben or Sagan or whoever waived their no movement clause. Right. They they still couldn't protect him anyway because it, like those three guys are the three that you have to protect. Right. So it's just such a shame, and I, that's that's why like the only way that I think that they would take Joe Pavelski over uh, Jamie Alexiak is 
I don't I, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't I don't see it. Yeah. I know that I said a couple weeks ago that I think that they were going to take Joe Pavelski. I don't even know why I was even thinking that it would be anyone other than Alexiak. Which that would be the one that I would look at and just say, "Oh, that's just such a shame." Because he re- he's a product of Texas of of the Dallas Stars. Yeah. He is like every, even whenever he was traded to Pittsburgh, I'm going to believe that Jim Nill knew that he was going to get him back the whole time anyway, <laughs> and he just sent him there to get a deep playoff run and then cuz whenever they traded to get him back, they traded the same players. It was the exact same trade, just the other way. And so I'm just like, you try it on, you go, I like the first one better. Yes. I went home, I tried on this shirt, I hated it. I took it off, put on another one, I hated that one, I put this one back on. (laughs) So, so, uh, uh, this is is super fucking exciting, just because it's, it's, it's great to cover a team that's actually great. Yeah. This is this is not a middle of the pack team. No, it's not, and everyone's starting to even realize it too. Like if you look at all the NHL power rankings that Sports Illustrated does or Bleacher yeah. Report does, Dallas is top five. Well, Dallas, they were, if I'm not mistaken, they were still the the only undefeated team until last night. Yeah, until last night, right? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, so. and that's still four games. Four games, four victories, like, and let's just granted, granted, it's, it was only four games. No, no, but, but that's still, still huge. Like, yeah, winning four games in a row, especially like, that's, that's es- big, especially in now a, in a no. shortened season. That's almost ten percent. That's almost ten percent of the season. Yep, I mean that. Yeah, you might as well have gone on an eight-game winning streak. That's that's the equivalent of a sixteen-game winning streak in baseball. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So, if the Stars win. Four out of every five games, like going forward, the rest of this year, that's President's Trophy. Yeah, <laughs> that's number one overall seed in the fucking playoffs, baby. Yeah. So, and it won't get. I will take that all year long, all day long, all hour long. Don't give a fuck. You win it. You win four out of every five games. This is going to be a very fun season to watch. Yeah. So I say that to say, don't expect that. No. You know. No. Like, as long as long as you're just constantly getting points, yeah, it, like that. It's it's just one of those things that it like that. That's what matters, especially even if it's even if it's overtime losses. Um, that's 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 something that I'll take this year for sure. You don't want to get yeah. too trigger happy with those, but it just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I agree. Uh, that being said, though, do you think they win tonight? I think if Jamie Benn and Blake Comer are in the lineup, yes. Yeah. I really do. And I, because I mean, I just think that. Because I, I mean, I know they kept saying that uh, Carolina was down a couple guys too, but. And Carolina is really down a couple of guys now. Like, I was seeing what? tweets and stuff last night that said. Because they kept like, getting injured. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I, I, I kept... was like three guys that, that, like, you look at them and they're. It's, you, you never see hockey players, like, show a whole lot of pain. But, dude, watching Mrazic come off like shake his glove off and skate over like holding his arm immediately like didn't wait he wasn't like hey i need no he was like fuck this i'm getting out of here and then uh i don't remember who the second guy was i don't remember his name but like he goes down and he's literally kicking his skates on the ice in that much pain like you just don't see hockey players show that much pain and then uh the third guy he ended up coming back into the game, and I don't remember his name either. He took a puck off the side of the head. Like, it bounced off his ear. Jesus God, Christ. That would hurt so much. Uh, the ear? 
Uh, ew, anyway, uh, yes, so I, I know. So I know Carolina was down a couple of guys, but but you look at who Dallas is down. It's like your number one goalie, your team captain, uh, like the assistant captain, yeah. like, and 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 you know a few other decent sized pieces. But it's like I that's that's what's so ex- encouraging about this season is. You really haven't seen the Dallas Stars at their best yet. You and have not seen their best team, and yet. they're and they're still killing it. Like like we talk about with the Mavs all the time is that they, like well we got to wait for the whole team to get yeah. on, and that's why they're struggling. Like yeah. this team, it's not the it's not the full team, right? But yet everyone they're is still, playing well. Uh-huh. Everyone is fitting into the roles that they need to fit into. Like it, it was just yeah. This yeah, this is this is very exciting, and I think that I think that the stars do come out. I think that they continue the trend that they've done so far, and I think that they play better. I think that they play better in the second game than mm-hmm. they did the first game. Yeah, and I like I, I I really do I I really do think that the stars get the full two points tonight. Yeah, I could see them. I could see them winning three to two. Yeah, yeah. I think they clean it up on on the power plays or you know the uh, the the penalties so the power play opportunities yeah uh and i think they still give up a power play goal or a you know a, a you know what i mean I, I think they still give up a power play goal but i think they win three to two <clears throat> who all took the penalties last night do you remember i know obviously you're not gonna Peshik, have like a list Peshik, um i know delandria took one delandria were they yeah so it, i got it hold on i gotta actually do have it pulled up right here klingberg Foxa, Delandria, Peshik, and uh, Dowling. Hmm. So. Yeah. So it just sounds like that. It just needs to be just like. Because yeah. Fox Fox is on the penalty kill. Yeah. Yeah. Klingberg's on the penalty kill, right? Or is yeah. It oh yeah, Lindell? yeah. 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 Well, Lindell is he? No and one. Lindell in, and Klingberg. No one in the NHL kills more penalties than Lindell does. Like right. Lindell is on the ice more for the PK than anyone. Mm-hmm. So it's but Klingberg still does it too. Every it's really one of those things that everyone kind of does it. You look out there, Jamie Ben will be out there killing penalties. Yeah, and that's that's something I mean, that's that what you really want. love to see. That's yeah, what you that's want, something that you it, really love to see. But I know Fox is like a staple on the penalty yeah, killing is. unit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that you know when he goes and he takes a penalty, that's huge. Yeah. So, Same thing with Klingberg. Yeah, that's that's just really that's just really what they have to do tonight is they just they really have to just clean up the penalties. They can't give a team that many that many opportunities. I would be interested. I need to look up and see who, because there was three penalty, uh, like they gave up three power play goals. I would be interested to see which penalties those were. Yeah, I don't know. It's we'd have to go and we'd have to go and like look and see who took the penalties at what time and stuff like that. So, so it wasn't oh, okay. Yeah, they scored one on Foxes. I'm looking it up right now. They scored one on Foxes. They, I think they scored one on Klingbergs. Uh, but they scored quickly when uh, on Foxes. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's exciting. So let's uh, let's just enjoy this ride because it's this this could be the start of something great because the stars are perfectly balanced between like the young guys and the old guys. So this this I'm not I'm not calling for Stanley Cups. I'm not calling for dynasties, but I am saying that this is the the stars can be one of those teams that if they continue progressing the way that they've been progressing, everything since 2013 has led up to this moment. Mm-hmm. Since Jim Nil took over, this is the product of a Jim Nil pieced together hockey team 
and this is what you get. This is why Detroit made the playoffs 25 years in a row. Mm-hmm. This is why Detroit won several cups, including a stretch where they won back-to-back cups. This is the product of Jim Nill. Yeah. And the, for anyone that ever questioned Jim Nill, thinking that maybe he's not making the right moves, you are all wrong. This this has proved you. This has proved him right. You wrong. And let's just all enjoy it because this is this is super fucking exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to more stars hockey. It's gonna be great. Yeah. They scored on Klingbergs, Delandrias, and Foxes penalties. Okay. So. Yeah, they just—it just looks like that they have to get into like the a good flow of the game and to really dictate it, and it, it, it's just too hard if you've got yeah eleven penalties in one game. Like that's insane. Yeah. So twenty-two minutes over a whole period was played on the penalty, one way or the other. So yeah, it's yeah, just oh, insane. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, anything else? Nope. That's that is uh, that's that's that. That is the long and the short of it. So just uh, one last thing is the remaining schedule here is they got the Hurricanes tonight. Two games against the Blue Jackets, which fucking Patrick Line might be able to play in that first game against the Stars, and I fucking hate that. Uh, and then uh, the Blackhawks Sunday on the seventh. So that'll be one of those. Th- I I think that these two games against. Columbus or Columbus. These two games against Carolina are going to be hard, but then you've got Columbus and Chicago, which should be more easy games. Like I'm telling you, this Central Division is not that. It's not as scary as we as you initially thought. It's no, it's not. No, it is not. And uh, it is so. I, this it, this is such a favorable division. Carolina and Tampa have been as advertised. Florida. Florida's been COVID-ridden, so yeah. it's, 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 it's hard, hard to tell. tell. It's hard, hard to tell. tell. So uh, Chicago's sh- just as bad. Yeah, Detroit is just as bad. Detroit is Nashville. just as bad. Nashville's worse than yeah, we Nashville. thought they'd be. Yep, Nashville. So we'll have, to, we'll have to see, but yeah, this is very favorable. I can't wait for that first game against the Lightning. Oh, and it's at home, too, so it's going to be great. At home for the Stars. Yeah. So, all right, you want to do trivia and get, get on out of here? Did you not want to do Big 12 basketball? Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting about t- Big 12 basketball. So what a weird week for Big 12 basketball. Yeah. Kansas, dude, they have really just let everyone down. They got monkey stomped by Tennessee yesterday. But, like, with the exception of West Virginia yeah. and Tennessee – or in Tennessee – and Kansas yesterday, the SEC Big 12 Challenge – Big 12 looked good. Yeah. Like, especially Texas Tech. That's my game of the week right there. Texas Tech went on a 12-0 run to end that game yesterday against uh, LSU in order to end up winning. And uh, like that was just so incredible to watch that because it was – Texas Tech was just out there just throwing up shots, throwing up shots just to – and there was one three-pointer that they threw up there – and Mac, it was an air ball, and Mac McClung was just right place, right time. Grabbed it, stepped on outside, hit that three, and Texas Tech never looked back. So that was just, I like that was just so exciting to watch live. And then, uh, dude, Oklahoma, my goodness, Oklahoma, taking yeah, it. Yeah, they've come on. They've dude, come on. Dude, taking it to 
uh, Alabama yesterday. Yeah, and they beat they beat Texas. And yeah, that was the other one too because that was almost my game of the week. Is that they beat Texas? Granted, they beat Texas without like two of their starters and their head coach. So it's it's not but as know, impressive, but hey, they still did it. Yeah, but you know what? Great teams can win without that because Baylor has been proven that all year. And I know that that's not a fair comparison because no. Baylor just out of all the games yesterday against the ACC or against the uh, SEC, Baylor was the only one. And yes, they played Auburn. I understand that. But Texas Tech played LSU, who was also an unranked team, and they had to do this miraculous 12-0 run in order to beat them. Baylor, foot on Auburn's throat and never let it go. Yeah. So I know that that's an unfair comparison. to. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but great but, teams can win without their coach and without their best players. And it, it's... So I'm going to sit there and say that we're uh, like I still think that I, that's still a really impressive win for I think, for Oklahoma. Here's here's the thing though. I I think I think great teams can win without either their head coach or their best players. I think like legitimate like legitimate all-time great teams can win without both. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I know. That's, and that's I I know and th- that's why I'm saying it's not fair to compare Yeah anyone to Baylor like it's like sitting there going like well Gonzaga can do it how come you guys can't like that's not fair like Gonzaga is just a bunch of fucking freaks Baylor might legitimately like they might have less than two losses going into the tournament dude I think I I don't know I don't know where they're gonna get those I don't think Baylor's gonna lose all year I I really don't I'm just saying it uh, if you were to tell me that Baylor would lose two games this year I'd be like oh that's a little surprising but you know Okay, if they won, if they lost three, I'd be like shocked. Yeah, it's just such a. I, I was really looking forward to. Uh, yeah, with 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 Baylor, it's just one of the. I don't, it, it, especially with how Kansas is playing right now, and it's uh, Baylor hasn't really played anyone else in the Big Twelve just yet, though either, and so it's just. We'll see what happens, uh, but I, I just don't see Baylor losing at all. Like, because they do, the, like, this team is like the perfect basketball team. It's just watching them, and they do, like, I know that I've said this before already, but Gonzaga does all the big things great. Uh-huh. Baylor does all the little things great. And it's, it's fun to watch that. And they don't do it in such a way where it's boring. Yeah. You know, like, fundamental basketball can be kind of boring to watch. Not this Baylor team. Like everyone on that team is just—it's just so good. And even whenever Jared Butler has off nights, like yeah. like he did against, um, it's it's Kansas. They, I think is who it was. It's that they do the little things right, but they can still do the big things. Yeah, absolutely. Most of the time, when you get like fundamental basketball, it's you know they're not doing the big flashy things, the exciting things. They're doing the little things that you need to win, but they're still squeaking it out. No, Baylor's doing both. No, yeah, Baylor, yeah, Baylor is just excellent. And I'm telling you, you, it's one of those things. I hope that people sat down on Saturday and watched all of those Big 12 uh, SEC basketball games with the exception of Texas and Kentucky, which was such a shame because yeah. yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing how Texas responded after that loss to Oklahoma because it because the now their next game is Baylor yeah. for Texas. And yeah. so now they didn't have like some sort of like tune-up game to kind of respond to adversity. Now it's like going from adversity right into the lion's den. Yeah. Just luckily for Texas, it's at home. Yeah. Uh, but 
I, I'm I'm looking at it from a Texas fan's perspective. It would have been great to be able to say, yeah, we beat Kansas and Kentucky in the same year, regardless of if they're both having really down years. It would just be nice to say. Yeah, and it's just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it's just such a shame. It's looking like that Jericho Sims and uh, uh, Ramey is, are going to be injured for this game against Baylor. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not looking for Texas to. No, but I mean, it's just still like it's it's really. Whenever Texas played Oklahoma, they had they had a few good wins under their belt, but mm-hmm. it, they like nothing as impressive as it is right now. Like right. Oklahoma is it, it, like right now is probably the second best team playing in the Big Twelve at the just at the moment. At the moment. Yeah. At the moment. At the moment. And um, I I I think that Texas not knowing that it was maybe a little bit harder to kind of get up and get going for that. I think that Texas knows what's at stake against Baylor that like this is their like this would be their moment like against Kansas to really shine and show mm-hmm. we can beat these really great teams and I, I'm still going to be picking that game Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Baylor versus Texas as my game of the week just because anytime two top five schools get together regardless of who's injured yeah. and who's out like that's oh. always must must see TV oh not to also also to to not just beating Kansas and Kentucky in the same year, but they also throw in North Carolina in that. That would have been that would yeah, have been incredible at the Maui Invitation. That would have been incredible. That would have been great. I know to what be able a, to yeah, say that. Yeah, it's I, just, I'm, I'm just I'm assuming they would have won. Uh, it, no guarantee, you know. Not, oh, against Kentucky without, this year, yeah. Without having just, your head coach and two of your star players, uh, no guarantee. Yeah, but, but still, Kentucky's such a fucking dumpster fire this year. Like I yeah, really, not, I, I don't see how Texas could have lost. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I say that. Fuck. Yeah, they could, they could, <laughs> they could have. absolutely they could have. But. So, but it, the good news is, is the best thing that could have happened for Texas was Oklahoma beating Alabama on Saturday, just because now, like, they, like it's like, well, you lost Oklahoma. Like, who the hell is that? It's like, well, fuck. Oklahoma's beating everybody right now, right now, and they like sixty-six to sixty-one too against Alabama. Like, so. It, and lockdown, Al- lockdown defense, man. Like, and Alabama was ranked. Alabama was ranked ninth. Yeah, top ten. Yeah. So it's just this is this is crazy. So I mean, and I know that Texas Tech and Oklahoma play tomorrow night. That'll be another game that'll be fun to watch. And it's I can actually say that now because we're not recording on Monday. This gets released on Monday. So watch the game tonight, uh, Texas Tech Oklahoma. But still, I think that the next game to watch is going to be Baylor versus Texas. How does Texas respond to that loss? I mean, and it was only by one point too, so it, like Texas was in it all, and 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 it, Texas was down big at halftime against Oklahoma too. So, yeah, and Texas showed a lot of fight, came back into the game. So yeah, they were down by nine at halftime. Yeah, and it, I mean against this Oklahoma team, like it's it, and the defense that it plays, it's 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 hard to crawl back even in just a nine point lead too and so it's just watch this game against Baylor like it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this will really show us and I know that I'll probably say this again like eight more times the rest of this year but this game will really show us like how good is this Texas team yeah because I mean and and it just seems like every time that they are they're faced with some kind of difficult challenge that a lot of people quite frankly look at it and say there's no way there's no way this is where this is where the train gets derailed and they mm-hmm. get exposed and then Texas comes out and kicks the shit out of Kansas. Yeah. And uh it, it's just 
it's just this is this is a lot of fun to watch and uh and and i i i can't say this enough but come on board this is uh this is all really exciting yeah texas in that game they had uh five which game texas versus oklahoma they had five players score double digit points so i mean that's what texas does man like they 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 kill they kill you with team play yeah greg brown is it greg brown yes yeah greg brown uh kai jones andrew jones uh matt coleman and donovan williams yeah that's so you don't hear his name called too often kai jones had a double double yeah which is crazy double double in college basketball is hard to do yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it really is. It's hard I mean, to do. Well, it's because college is, it really is, like, like they, they use substitutions a lot more than NBA does. The mm-hmm. NBA, it's like, you're our starting five. We'll pull you out for a little bit there at the end yeah, of the we'll second quarter. Yeah, we'll pull you quarter. out when you need a breather. Yeah, whenever you need a breather. No, in college basketball, everyone plays. And yeah, double doubles, triple doubles are hard to do too. So triple triple doubles seem like they'd be impossible. They're not impossible, but. But, but seem. Yeah, you don't, you don't hear about them as often as you do in the NBA. Yeah, like hardly Kai, ever. Kai Jones played thirty-seven minutes out of forty. Forty, so yeah. that's how. But still, yeah. I mean, it, like your starters in college basketball still play like a good chunk of the game, but it's just they. It, it's it's not like your second team goes in and you pull out your starters yeah. like in the NBA. It's like okay, well, I need you to go in for this player, and then they 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 switch them around that way in college. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. in my mind is basketball. That's the basketball I grew up playing. That's the basketball I grew up loving, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. So, hopefully, everyone got a chance to watch all those college basketball games on Saturday, and we've got another good week of college basketball in the Big Twelve again. So, really exciting stuff. It's really cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bud. We need to hit the trivia button here and. Roll on out, because I got to go to work. Trivia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. To reiterate the question. Yes. To honor Jason Witten and his second retirement, Jason Witten is fifth all-time in touchdowns scored by the Dallas Cowboys since 1960. With 72. Okay. Can you name the four other people that are ahead of him? Okay. Uh, and this is... They, they are the player holding the ball in the end zone. Yes, so Troy Aikman doesn't count on this because he Tony, threw Tony the, Romo wouldn't be on it Tony either. Romo wouldn't be on this either. Yep. Uh, so, Emmitt Smith. Yep, he's number one, 164. Um, Tony Dorsett. Number two at 86. If you get this in order, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> um, Michael Irvin? Nope, Michael Irvin is behind Jason Witten at 65. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Okay, Cameron, Cameron, okay. Okay, Cameron. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is where it gets kind of like... Yeah, yeah this will be, be the hard ones right here. Because the first two are like, okay, yeah. Duh. Yeah, right, right. Um, hmm... So you got Emmett Smith, Tony Dorsett. Do you want a hint at sure. one of them? Sure. One of these guys played with Jason Witten the majority of their career. 
Uh, okay, played with Jason Witten the majority of their career, so that time frame. Des. Okay, Des Bryant. Yeah. Des Bryant like, is number uh Des Bryant is number four. I figure okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Des, and then I was like, uh, I don't know, because he wasn't there for a long, long time, like the other two. Um, okay, so you got Emmett Smith, Tony Dorsett, Blank, and Des. In that, there, I, I'm gonna lose my mind if you guess this because I don't even I didn't even know who the hell this guy was. I I just now had to Google him. Drew Pearson. No. Okay. I don't know. Bob Hayes. Oh. Bullet Bob Hayes. Yeah. 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 See, same I, yeah. same era as Drew Pearson. Yes. But yes. Drew, I just assume because Drew Pearson was the original '88, so. Yeah, no, it was uh, Bob Hayes, and uh, they, uh, oh, sorry. It goes uh, Emmett Smith with 164, Tony Dorsett with 86, Bob Hayes at 76, Des Bryant at 75, then Jason Witten at 72. Ah, okay. Dude, Zeke's making his way up this list, too. He's at 54. He's, uh, he's behind Michael Irvin. Yeah, then you start getting into like weird names. You got Marion Barber after yeah. that. Then yeah, uh, Frank Clark. Woo, I haven't I haven't heard that name in a while. Frank Clark, Mark Stepnoski, Tony Hill, Drew Pearson, Calvin Hill, and Don Perkins. Hmm. Hey, Am Perkins. That uh, that rounds out the top ten. I'm assuming. Yep, that's it. That's top ten. Huh. Well, you know, so I get like what half a point. Yeah, yeah, for getting the first two right in order. I think those no one are, else. No one else could have guessed that. I, <laughs> I, I feel like those are those are easy. Yeah, those are the you know, those are the easy ones. I'm just surprised Herschel Walker's not on that list. Well, see, that's I, I was thinking Herschel Walker because in that era, in top ten, in that era, it was very run heavy. But you think about it, he wasn't on the Cowboys for very long. No, he wasn't. He really wasn't. I think it was so. like four years, maybe. Mm, so. Yeah. It's just so crazy how so many it, it, I like it's so funny how that trade the the Herschel Walker trade just like define like that's that's all anyone ever thinks about with the Herschel Walker. Yeah. Is the is is how much of a like how big fucking brass balls Jerry Jones had to have to make that move and it worked. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy that Herschel Walker, of course, we great need, player, we, we great need, player. Yeah. I'm not trying to. We need, that needs to be our uh, if we do a deep dive episode on the Cowboys, we need to talk about that trade because. It was genius because it was like, yeah, it was like, oh, we, you know, we'll trade you for these four players. And, uh, you know, this clause, like if we don't keep these four players, we're going to be compensated with multiple draft picks for each. And they get them. And then like a couple weeks later, cut all of them. Yeah. And Minnesota's like, uh oh, like shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, hey, look at it. Minnesota has still never won a Super Bowl. No, they haven't. And I love it. Because of, uh, you know, the 99 NFC Championship game. Damn! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... I need to get on. I need to mosey on out of here, man. I got to go to work. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. But I'm glad we got to do this before you left. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. 
All right, fun. Let's do fun things. It's fun. All the fun things. Zero fun, sir. All right then. <laughs> Put balls fun. Put your hand down. <laughs> you smiling? Why are you smiling? But first, first you say. Now you think. Foot football's fun. Is football still fun? Zero fun, sir. Okay, good. <laughs> I love that movie. It's All right, here's here here here's the wrestling one for you. And I know I already kind of said it, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna piggyback off of this. This is a. Uh, this is one of mine and JR's favorite wrestlers, and so we're gonna get, just go ahead and just run with this. There's only one word to describe you, and I wanna spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Who's that? Big Cass, Enzo Amore. Okay. You don't remember those guys? No. You're soft, you're sloppy, you call me poppy. You don't remember those guys? No. Oh. I thought you were going to go with Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> Feed, seek, more. Oh, yeah. 